podcast time. Good fun, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are rating and reviewing all the Adventure Time episodes from the very beginning to the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt? Yes? How are you? Frankly, I'm a little teed off. Oh, why are you teed off? <laughs> so I've been in a podcast hole recently. Like I, I've just found that like I'm running out of podcasts to listen to. Uh-huh. And I really rely on podcasts to get through chores and stuff. Uh-huh. And all these years, I didn't know there was... An awesome regular show podcast oh. called The Egg-Cillant Podcast. Oh, that's such a good name. And I just listened to episode one today. I think, oh, wow, it's only two years old. Anyway, yeah, it's really good. I like it so far. Matt? So if you like regular show, check it out. Matt. Yeah. You're excellent. You're excellent, too. I have an excellent <laughs> regular show hat. Yes, you do. That I never wear. No. <laughs> it's one of those, like, trucker hats. He, like, literally found it, and then it's literally stood, just kind of hung around the house. I didn't realize how big it was. It's you didn't know what a trucker hat was going to be like? I didn't like? know trucker hats ran oh, big. Oh, my goodness. I guess I have a little head. You do have a little head. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Good. Yeah. It was good to watch Adventure Time. Um, I cannot wait to talk about the first episode. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. Me too. Me too. Uh, and I didn't think I would. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, for once, have a, an Adventure Time announcement today. Woohoo! Yeah. Involving the upcoming series, Fiona and Cake. Which is awesome. I wish that Natasha were here to talk about it with us. Yeah, I know. We should uh, totally get our take. <laughs> I, yeah, I totally forgot that this series was happening. Like, I think we read the news like two years ago and then just completely forgot about it ever oh, since. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, do you want to read the no, you. official? All right. So I found the official synopsis from Max, formerly known as HBO Max, which is where it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, it's coming this fall, and the synopsis is this all-new half-hour young adult animated series starring the fearless sword-wielding adventurer Fiona and her magical best friend and talking cat Cake. Produced by Cartoon Network Studios, the 10-episode series will explore their relationship and the mysterious land of Ooh. Fiona and Cake, with the help of former Ice King Simon Petrikov, embark on a multiverse-hopping adventure and journey of self-discovery. All the while, a powerful new antagonist determined to track them down and erase them from existence lurks in the shadows. You know what I hope the antagonist is? The ghost guy that plays Drop Ball. Drop Ball. Drop Ball. Freed me from the addiction of Drop Ball. Or Search Slicer. I love it. It won't be either of them, but <laughs> one can hope. Yes. Oh, anyway, yeah. Yes. Excited for the show. Well, I am as well. That yeah. will be awesome. I'm it so excited be. about it. That's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool news. Yeah. So, what you been doing? Well, I mean, living life to the fullest and uh, everything's just been wild, crazy and stressful, but it's okay because we have Adventure Time. Yes, we do. Yep. Well. Go to the movies later today and watch The Flash. Yep. Yep. So that's that's our day. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Watch The Flash and hang out, eat some Chinese food. It's going to be rad. Yeah, it is going to be rad. Till then, Adventure Time. As it rules all. Okay, should we talk about the episodes? Let's do it. Let's get to it. All right, the first episode. Let's just talk about cats for a second. So the episode's called Box Prince. I am debriating of 7.0. 7.0. So unfairly low rated. <laughs> it, it, it's This episode, it's charming. It's charming. Like, I it remember is. saying before, like at the end of our last episode, I, I consider this like one of my least favorite episodes of the whole series. Totally don't feel that way anymore. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, let's get let's get the data out of the way. 
and then we can talk about the episode. So yeah, yeah. it's episode 141, 37 of this uh, season, uh, directed by Elizabeth Ito, written and storyboarded by Sam Xiaophone and Seo Kim. Original air date, October 7th, 2013. Oh, that's close to my birthday. Yeah. 1.99 US million viewers. Womp. So uh, the title card is a picture of uh, it's some cats sitting at a fancy table with um, a dish that says box, box prints on it. And it's like wet cat food with like a dead fish on top of it. Sardine. A sardine. And yeah. also there's a goblet with some milk. Yeah. And the little... um. The place mat or whatever. Yeah. Says Adventure Time Presents on it. It's yeah. cute. And you get a cat in a bib. Yeah. It's awesome. And also some cat puke in the background. Yeah. Witch tracks. Yep. So, oh yeah, we should have mentioned at the beginning. We have a, we have two special guests. Oh yeah, that's on, right. This we episode. have two special guests. We have Princess. Princess, my favorite cat. And we have Simon here today. Who's named after Simon from Adventure Time. Yep. And they have joined us in the room and we'll see if they have any comments as yes. we proceed. They're being much quieter than I expected. I know, man. Like Simon looks like a sphinx over there just sitting there like all yep. rusty. Normally, at least one of them would be hopping all over our keyboards. By uh-huh. now. So they're, they're being very well behaved. Yeah. So let's talk about cats for a second. Yeah. So Matt was like, well, I watched this episode. I didn't like it. And that was 10 years ago. Let's fast forward to now. Matt is like a super cat dad. So Matt would rather sit in an uncomfortable chair than disturb the cat that's sitting in his office chair. Yep. <laughs> Matt will follow Princess around the house because she'll like meow at him and then start walking and turn around and look at him and then meow at him again. So he just like follows her around to go on a special adventure. Yeah. She's like, oh, come follow me. And then I'll go. And then she's just like rubbing her face on different things in the house. Yeah. I was on my phone earlier. She's like rubbing her face all up on my phone. And <laughs> she likes to do. So let's talk about each of our cats. So we have three cats. We don't have any children at home. We have our three cats. We have Princess, who's also known as Princess Pookie Butt. Pookie. Little Love. Little Love. Princess is a white Siamese. She, well, she's a great tip, uh, a great tip Siamese, and she is so fun. And I've had her, I want to say 13 years. She was Ooh. in my life before Matt was. And mm-hmm. then I got thrust out of the relationship when Matt came to town. And now it is a love affair with Matt and Princess. We got a special little bond. <laughs> they do. They do. And for Christmas one year, I made a t-shirt for Princess with Matt's face on it. That is so adorable. I found it the other day. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then a princess or a picture of Princess for Matt. Yep. On a green t-shirt. I yep. love it so much. Yep. Yep. And I think you also custom made some socks for me with Princess's oh, face on it. I did. I did that too. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I might love our cat. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty obsessed with it. And Simon, uh, well, actually, we'll talk about Creature next. Creature is our uh, second oldest cat. He's only like a year and a half old, but he's huge. He is big. Also Siamese-ish. He's Siamese, yeah. <laughs> he's Siamese, okay. Um, very anxious guy. Well, we love him. He's like, he's very like, first thing in the morning, he's pawing at our door like, feed me, feed me. Feed yeah, me. like he's never going to eat or yep. like he's never eaten before. We also call him Creature Double Feature. We also call him Spawn of Satan. We also call him... An asshole. We call him the dark one. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lovely cat. He's just, he's he's got quirks. He does. He's kind of annoying sometimes. But what's my favorite thing that Creature does is that right now he's in this habit of going underneath the blankets and like cuddling up on me or next to me while we're like, while I have a blanket on me, whether we're like watching a show or in bed. And it's just my favorite. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We named him Creature after the house elf in Harry Potter. Yeah, because when we first got him, when he was a kitten, he had kind of a freaky little face. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's grown into his features. He's he has. a very cute cat. Yes. He he's a he's a cutie. Yeah. Yeah. And our third one is little Simon here, who's just like what do they call him? A ragdoll? Yeah. So he's super furry. He's just like a little ball of fur walking around the house. He looks like a Matt calls him a little carpet. He's like, oh, there's that mess of carpet running around. Yeah, it's just like the little rug that just darts across the room. Yep. He's our quietest one, but he's the most people friendly. He just oh, yeah. loves people. He does. It was funny when my nieces came to stay with us in Washington. My youngest niece, like, is obsessed with him. And so she would, like, carry him around the house. And we're like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if he's going to be okay. And then, like, when they left, he would, like, run around the house looking for her and stuff. It was adorable. He's so cute. It's ridiculous. Yep. Our other two nieces here in Texas love him and, like, try to get him all the time and pet him. Yeah. He's less tolerant with them because I think they're a little... They're three, so... Yeah, I've never known a cat that's so good with kids. No kidding. <laughs> Very playful. Yeah, no, we love him. Um, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, again, like, if he's in this office, usually he's hopping all over the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Trashing the place, but he's just kind of hanging out right now. He's, like, on best behavior. They both are. So, thank you for sitting through, like, 30 minutes about our cats. Yeah. Um. So, I just wanted to share that to frame... How I felt about this episode. This is the cat episode of Adventure Time. <laughs> if you love cats, I hope that you love this episode. Just because I thought it was so clever and like you would see them do something. I was like, oh my gosh, I've literally seen my cat do that multiple times. Every day. Yes. And it was just, it just cracked me up. Yeah. This episode's hilarious. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay. 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 So this episode begins with Finn looking out of his window, informing Jake the storm has passed. Jake is seen playing pro football 1861 on BMO in a messy spot. He offers nachos to Finn, which Finn says he loves and promptly eats. Finn goes back to the window with his nachos still in hand. While gazing out of the window, he notices a box with a face on it. He announces to Jake, who turns down his offer when Finn asks him to check him out. Finn returns the nachos to Jake and runs out to inspect the box while Jake continues playing BMO. Jake is in total couch potato mode. Oh, yeah. After the storm, he's like, you can tell he's just been kind of vegging out for a while. He's just like, Mm -hmm. he's like in like, he's just like, like melted into his little, was it a beanbag chair that he's Mm -hmm. playing with? Mm -hmm. And he's like, refuses to get up. Yeah. Just eating nachos, playing video games. Which actually sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Chose. When Finn comes near the box, he notes that his face is now missing. While examining it, the box moves, much to his surprise. After looking closely, he finds the face on the other side of the box and asks if it's okay. The box shakes its head, and the cat sticks out its head for a, for a short amount of time. So Finn yells at Jake, announcing that there's a cat inside the box. <laughs> and Jake tells Finn to get it out of here. So Finn turns to the cat and follows the cat after... Uh, Asking it if uh, if it knew where its home was. It's just so funny because later he's like, the cats know what they, they did. They know what they did. And we never get the story. <laughs> but the last time Jake interacted with a cat was that assassin, Meemaw. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, already there's a good reason for Jake not to like cats. Yep. Yep. All right. After plowing through many trees, they arrive at the Box Kingdom, uh, which is occupied by cats inside boxes and turtles that are being used for transport. Yeah. Several cats and boxes announce the arrival of the supposed box prince. Finn asks the cat if that was its prince, to which he answers 
by meowing sadly. <laughs> the scene turns to the box prince who steals a fish from a net, much to Finn's surprise, and says that a prince shouldn't steal from its subjects. Finn is making a lot of assumptions. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. His imagination's right. And, like, he's supposed to be the guy with no imagination. This whole episode's his imagination. 100%. Yeah. It's great. So the cat licks Finn's hand, and he's like, aww. And then proceeds to uh, make a back-and-forth motion with its paws. So Finn quickly realizes that the cat was the real box prince and that a thief took its place. So Finn states that he will help the cat reclaim its kingdom and rub his head. So the scene changes back to Jake playing BMO. Suddenly, BMO interrupts the game, asking Jake why he hates cats. So Jake's like, I don't want to talk about it because it's personal. And then he start, suddenly starts wailing in pain. And you think it's because of the memories of the cats. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, there's a tortilla chip stuck between my teeth. Mm -hmm. Finn is seen wearing a large back box hat alongside the true box prince. You know, that would be a good cosplay is like dress up as Finn, but have the box. Yeah. That yeah, would totally. be cool. He spies on the false box prince. I want to say alleged false box yeah. prince. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> With a pair of binoculars, noticing that it has a counterfeit crown. He turns back to the box prince, noticing that its crown was torn off. But before he could closely inspect it, the box prince slaps his hand away and meows. <laughs> According to Finn, the box prince said that his crown was lost somewhere. So the box prince starts circling a planet, which represents the same storm from before that caused the box prince to end up at the tree fort. So Finn believes that its crown is lost somewhere in the woods. He tells the box prince that um, all they need to do is find his crown and prove to his people that he's the real prince. <laughs> So Jake is seen again, still trying to get the nacho out from his teeth with no success. So Bimo interrupts the game once again, telling him to get big so that the chip will fall out. Jake tells Bimo that he can't stretch out of everything and to live life, you need problems. Which is true. It's true. <laughs> Bimo claims that his statement is stupid, but Jake replies by saying that there's no point to living if you get everything the minute you want it. One of the great little nuggets, nuggets yeah. from the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. This causes BMO to have flashbacks of the various moments where Jake eased out of situations by using his special powers and frowns. <laughs> like, literally shows him, like, using his stomach, like, stretching his stomach to a table and hitting it so a glass of water comes over to his mouth. <laughs> or stretching his, like, tail up to a tree and pulling him up some stairs. OMG. Oh, yeah. Finn and Box Prince are seen searching the woods, retracing his steps. So he asks the, bo the box prince, uh, I'm having trouble formulating words today, if he remembers which path he took. He hears the princess meowing and looks behind to see that he found his crown stuck on a tree branch, which pleasantly surprised Finn. He pulls the crown out of the, out of the branch and starts walking back to the box kingdom with the crown still in hand. So Finn takes a box from one of the box kingdom citizens and uses it as a pedestal. He announces to the box kingdom citizens that uh, he found their true prince, much to the false prince's dismay. You know, I would have to say it was really funny because you know how like when cats, like if you, he tries to like pet the cat's stomach and then it does like the whole rabbit feet thing. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> anyway. Somebody involved in this episode. Yeah. Has cats. <laughs> yeah. He places the crown on the box prince's head and calls out the fake box prince by saying, Jacuz. <laughs> However, none of the citizens believe him and they all go away. Finn says that the rain made the box princess all hobo-like and that the box people are not looking past the surface grunk. <laughs> Suddenly, the fake bro uh, box prince, box P, box prince is seen. That's like a hard thing to say after. Yeah, box it doesn't, prince. It doesn't roll off your tongue. No, no, no I, just, I just want to say like the prince. Yeah. <laughs> uh, B prince. <laughs> BP. Because we can't say BP. No, BP is um 
Oh, no, PB is... Oh, yeah, so yeah. it would be confusing. PP, yeah. Anyway, uh, a scene with a lance being attached to his box. <laughs> we, are you okay over there? Yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> the way you laughed. I was like, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> I got the weird jitteries today. <sighs> Finn tells the true box prince that he's being challenged to adjust and that he's going to find him a lance to win over his kingdom. This stuff's also ridiculous. Because there's points where it's like, these are just cats being cats. But then there's things like they're blowing into horns and stuff. And it's like, okay, so they're not just being cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the scene goes back to Jake, who is seen in the bathroom with Bimo brushing his teeth. He thoroughly rinses his mouth with water, but the chip shard does not come out. Jake says he needs a toothpick, to which Bimo replies by saying he told him to buy floss. And Jake says, floss is for losers, and walks out of the bathroom into his playing cards. <laughs> so Jake says that um, they will do nicely, which surprises Bimo, who asks him if he's going to put the cards in his mouth. So two things on this. PSA, kids, Jake is wrong. Floss is for winners because it protects you from dental crap that you're going to have to take care of as an adult. So you yes. might as well start using floss now. Yep. Absolutely. Se- second thing, Matt, have you ever used a playing card to get something out of your teeth? No, because my teeth would tear it to shreds. My teeth are very, <laughs> very close together. <laughs> like my wisdom teeth grew in. They never got removed. So my teeth are just really, really compacted. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing gets in there. <laughs> Butt floss. <laughs> Butt floss. Butt floss. <laughs> Butt floss. Is it my turn? Oh, yes. Have you? Have you ever used a oh, card to get something out of your teeth? Heck yeah, I have. When I don't have floss, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get this thing out of my tooth or it's mm. going to... But it doesn't often work. Aw. Jake says that he will only put the edge in his mouth and that he'll work it like a pro. <laughs> he sits on the table and searches for the card that best suits his personality. Uh, the Joker. The box prince. Which, what card would best suit your personality? Oh, my personality. I don't know. What cards are there? <laughs> I Uno? I'm just kidding. Uno. I don't know. I don't know. I, I suck with cards. I'm, I'm just not a card player uh, at all. Like, whatever. I, whatever. Every time you go to your parents, you end up playing cards and you're great at it. I have to relearn every time. Yeah. I mean, it, that's pretty normal for everyone. <laughs> so the box prince says are seen in the arena with their lances. This... This, like, synopsis is really thorough. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> the battle starts and they start charging. Both of their boxes come off on contact, revealing that both of the princes have the exact same fur coat. Dun, dun, dun. As soon as this happens, the princes start fighting, as cats do, and they both go on an alert position, screaming. Screeching? Cats don't scream, yeah. do they? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Unless you're a creature. Creature. First thing in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, the other members of the audience start fighting, throwing off of each other's boxes. Uh, Bebo is seen sitting at the floor. Suddenly, Jake appears, telling Bebo that he no longer has a chip stuck between his teeth. Bebo congratulates Jake, asking him how he got rid of it. And Jake says that he didn't actually get it out, and it's still there. (laughs) So uh, he states that it will serve as a constant reminder of what what life's all about, which disappoints Bebo. Bebo's like, "Mm, I'm disappointed with this. And so, this does not satisfy. That's what it, yeah, yeah. So Finn is running towards the, through the box kingdom, which is covered in complete chaos. He finds a box showing a spray bottle inside, which he takes away. He goes back to the princes, who are still in alert position, screaming. <laughs> Screeching? Screeching? I don't know. <laughs> Question mark? Mewing? <laughs> Mewing? <laughs> Before one of the box princesses were about to scratch the other one, Finn sprays water over that one, which stops all the citizens from fighting. However, he becomes confused on which cat is the true prince since they both look identical in appearance. 
one of the princes start licking his knee, which causes Finn to pick it up and announce that it's their true prince. And then the other prince also starts licking his knee, again, which is identical to the other cat, uh, saying, oh, maybe this is the one. All the cats walk away and are shown Plymouth <laughs> boxes. So Finn's like, uh, is this actually a kingdom at all? <laughs> all the cats start purring and uh, they swarm Finn and lick him and the episode ends. Yeah, so that's Box Prince. The end. With a unnecessarily long synopsis <laughs> for such a goofy episode. <laughs> so what do you think of this one? Loved it. I yeah. loved every minute except for Jake and his stupid side story. Like, what is that about? I don't know. I, think, I mean, I love the nuggets. Go ahead. Sorry. I I think I like the Jake side story more than the Finn <gasps> story. <laughs> How dare you? You know what? I I did not remember. I remember this whole episode just being all the cat stuff. Like, I haven't seen this one since, like, it aired. Like, cat stuff is now. the best stuff. And I didn't remember Jake having, like, just about as much screen time as Finn in oh, this Oh, yeah. Film. It's like half and half for yeah. sure. Half and half. Going back and forth between the two of them. And it's, it's the same thing with the next episode. It's Finn and Jake are both in it an equal amount, but they're both doing their own things. Yeah. 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 I like it. I think this episode's fun. It's goofy fun. Yeah, I would. If you want just a chill episode to to watch, this is definitely a middle of the road. This is not something that moves the plot forward. It's not something that, you know, you're going to walk out of feeling inspired. But if you like cats, you're going to love this episode. That is true. Yeah, I I used to think this was one of my least favorite episodes. Now I'm like, "Eh, no, not at all. (laughs) I'm not even close. I literally said, wow, in my notes, wow, just wow. This is such a great episode. Aw. Yeah. I also love how, so one of the things I really thought was clever was how on the boxes, so the boxes are like traditional cardboard boxes with like hand-drawn emotions, but the emotions change um, to reflect the mood of the cat. And at one point when all the cats were fighting, there was a box that had like tears and like, you know, it's so, yeah, I mean, I thought... There's just so many like little pieces that were just super clever. And like the fact that there is a box that had a, a spray bottle in it. Right. Yeah. And like that's just it's just neat. It's good writing. It, it's very clever visually um, with the cats and how they respond. Um, Princess agrees. She's laying out on the <laughs> on the ground out on the floor with right her now. little like looking like a harper seal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's oh, she's being adorable right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it, the stuff with the cats is really interesting in this one because, again, it's like sometimes they're just being cats and like kind of all derpy. And it's like, I don't think they're actually doing anything. And then it's like, OK, they're all gathered together in this arena jousting. It's like, OK, so they have some like there's something going on. here. There's like, some sense of order. Yeah, right? There's or there's order. there's like a hierarchy. Yeah. You know, because there's allegedly a king and queen and there's and some, a like prince. higher intelligence going on here. It's just wild. Yeah. I'm very curious about, like, this whole cat society in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you get elected? Yeah, exactly. What are, what are the politics here? What are... Cast is what I was looking for. There's a caste system. Ah, yeah, it's feudal, yeah. feudal caste system. <laughs> Straight up medieval there. So, like, do they pay taxes? Cat taxes? Cat taxes? Is that just fish? Probably. It's probably fish. <laughs> and milk? Milk. Wait, do they have cows then? And how? where did they get these turtles for transportation? Where do they come right? from? Get what we're getting. So maybe they get from the questions. same pond they're getting their fish from. So many questions, Matthew. I know. This episode's a winner. I love it. 
Matt, where was the snail? The snail was on the top row of the crowd seats uh, during the jousting competition. You've really got to look for it. It's, it's hidden between a couple of the different boxes. Yes, but it is it is nice. It, like, you can visually see it if you see it in the frame, right? Like, it's not one of those ones that's, like, in the bottom left-hand corner of the frame. Yeah. Simon is about to pounce Princess. Yes, it's yeah, really oh, he, funny. He's in pounce mode. Here we go. Yeah, his little butt is shaking, too. You're about to hear Princess have a fit. Wait for it. It's going to happen. Go get her. You going to do it? Do it, Simon. She's going to be so angry. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a quiet fight. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, what was your... So, snail watch? Snail watch. 20? 20. 3. Nice. What was your favorite line? My favorite line was, if you get everything you want the minute you want it, what's the point of living? And that's Jake. That is actually a, a really good message. Line. Yeah, and it, sometimes it's like in the episodes you least expect to hear it from. Right? Like box prints. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode is just... It's like Finn was bored and created an adventure for himself. Yes. Yeah. 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 So what's your favorite line? Nachos. I love nachos. Yeah. And you know what? I love nachos. I love nachos too. I want nachos. Man, we've had some pretty bad nachos in our relationship. Yes, we've had some bad nachos. (laughs) And I know you might be thinking to yourself, how on earth can you have bad nachos? Well, let me tell you. We just find all the places that have bad nachos. We do, apparently. Like... If you're going to put so much stuff on your nachos that they're soggy, Mm -hmm. before you even start eating them, that's a problem. Yeah. If your chips are basically liquid at the bottom. Yeah. Those nachos got to go. I mean, we can eat it with a fork, but I shouldn't have to like, it should be eaten with a spoon. Let's just say that. that. (laughs) You okay, Matt? It's so gross. (laughs) I have a problem with bad food texture. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Yes. What's your impression? Joe's and it's Jake demanding nachos. I, you know, there's a shortage of characters to work with when I'm doing a Jake impression because I can't do Jake's voice. <laughs> we both did the core three. Yes, yep. both of these episodes. Yes, we did. Both these episodes have it's again like they have more in common than you would think at first. Yep, yep. And what's your impression? That is unsatisfying, unsatisfying. Let me do it again. <laughs> Shut up! Don't laugh me. I'm not doing it. You gotta do it. <laughs> That is unsatisfying. That was BMO. Good job. In response to Jake. I think your BMO was better than my Jake. Maybe. Hey, Matt. Yes? We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. Trivia. So in this episode, Finn sees the box kingdom with an anthropomorphic point of view. Good job, Amy. Sounding words out. (laughs) (laughs) Ascribing to the cat's features of human or civilized society. Whether he was right or wrong in the end remains unknown. Yes. Uh, The facial expressions on the boxes change inexplicably throughout the episode. Yeah, we know. Yep. (laughs) In April 5th, 2020, the 10th anniversary of Adventure Time, Olivia Olsen revealed in the live stream that this was her favorite episode. Oh, interesting. We watched that. We did watch (laughs) that. Yeah, we did watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it's been so long. Man, that was like 100 years ago. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So when Finn looks out the window, a new, much different ice kingdom can be seen. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I cannot wait till we learn more about this. Wow. This means that Gunther and the other penguins have finished rebuilding it since its destruction in frost and fire. 
Jake states that he doesn't like cats and says cats know what they did. This could be a reference to the uh, events of Jake versus Meemaw as the cat assassin Meemaw lethally poisoned Jake and nearly killed him. Yes. Oh, maybe it has something to do with like the uh, uh, Renicorn dog wars. Maybe cats sided with the uh, Renicorns. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. But yeah. now that I think about it, it does make sense. So, yeah. yeah. One of our one, one of the friends of the podcast sent, like, this whole, like, entire history of the world of Utuas that I really need to read. And maybe there's something in there involving cats. Yep. Well, check it out. Yes. 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 I just watched that. Uh, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Uh, the one with Skinner feeding Aurora steamed hams. Borealis. Aurora Borealis. This time of the year. This time of the day. Located entirely in your kitchen. Yes. Steamed hams. Steamed hams. Oh, it's so good. You had a prediction for this episode. I did. Which is titled Box Prince. Yes. And you guessed, a new prince is in town with a goal to win over PB's heart. After all, he is a prince and stuff. Ice King gets wind of his arrival and gets a potion from a witch that, when ingested, turns folks into a box. <laughs> Ice King gets the prince to drink it all, and hilarity ensues. Uh, so uh, we're going we're gonna to go to the rubric created by a friend of the podcast, Caroline. Without further ado, it is rubric time. And I have no sketch to go along with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to know how the rubric works and how I'm grading this, uh, you can find it in the show notes or on our Twitter page. So check it out. So I, I scored you. I scored this one for you. And the, yeah. I gave you a score of 16, which is a C. Clever. Yeah, this is your first non-A. <laughs> Is it because you're actually like paying attention to the rubric? I, or... I was, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to give this less than. <laughs> so, rude well, bias. Consider that a small victory for Team No No. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tampering with the rubric. So while it does sound super fun, I demand a recount. It does sound like a fun. Was there a pregnant Chad? <laughs> nope, you're getting this great. You're, you're stuck with it. We're gonna put this on the fridge and everything. <laughs> C, <laughs> big old C. I'm gonna print it In out. red. Yep. <laughs> so it does sound like a fun episode, it's, but it shares some qualities with the first Ricardio episode. So I had to dock at points there. Rude. As far as aiding in the development of the overall plot and or character development, I don't know. I think I think Ice King's moved past this point. You think so? I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but. Do you want to predict what the next episode's about? Maybe you'll do better this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Red Starved. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, Magic Man. Magic Man. Makes his return, this time targeting Marceline in vengeance that she helped Jake with his perfect sandwich. He curses her so that everything that is red turns to a different color. This weakens Marcy until she can't take it anymore. Now, unless it's the team to find the solution. Oh, that's clever. I like that. That's yeah. really fun. And I like that it follows up um, Time Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. All right, oh. Matt. Any last thoughts about this episode? I've said everything I'm ever going to say about this episode <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I, you know, I like it more than I did before, but I'm still like, yeah, Box Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. It's okay. That was a, uh, it's fun. It's a goofy episode. It is. It but, is. I like it. Little gems here and there. Yeah. I like cats. It's, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain watching it again. On my website for my business, I literally started to say, I hi, I'm Amy. <laughs> Wait, I got to read it right. Hold on. Hold on. 
sometimes if I hit a key on my keyboard while we're recording, I'm like, is that it? Is the whole episode gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So on my website for my business, I put, um, hi, I'm Amy, and I love people and cats, but mostly people. Oh, that's great. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I, I'll, I'm like, mostly cats, some people. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. Word. Red starved. All right. Red starved rating 7.6, which is really surprising because it's a Marcy episode. Yeah. And usually those get like tons of ratings. Yes, they do. Yeah. I do wonder if it's um, if it has to do again with like we've gotten like some story progression, a lot of story progression this season. And we're kind of taking a break from that right now and just kind of getting some fun episodes in there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if some people are like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. 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 Overall number 142, 38th of the season. Directed by Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Echo Castira and Jesse Mahoynahan. Average <laughs> <laughs> air date October 14th, 2013, 1.77 million oh, US viewers. Even less viewers. That's all, again, weird for uh, March That's what episode. I'm saying, yo. And the title card is a picture of Jake hiding behind a big old box of crayons with a bite taken out of a red crayon and red starved written in red crayon. And you see Marceline's creepy hands coming towards him. You see a bite mark in the red crayon. Yes. Oh, I keep doing that. Yes. I need to get it out of my system. The episode starts off inside an underground sound city. Jake starts groaning and complaining about feeling sick after the, all the candy he ate in Finn's bag. But Finn claims that he didn't bring any candy. Jake said he must have. That must be the reason why it tasted so different. <laughs> he then <laughs> asks what's going on with the spoon and Marceline. So Finn looks at the spoon on the top of a column where an invisible Marceline takes the spoon and taps it on the sand soldier below that collapses. Yeah, so right off the bat, Jake is very extra in this episode. He he's is. He's in uh, ultimate, like, I'm here to be disruptive in an obnoxious mode. Like, Yeah, and like constantly hungry in a way that, like, we know Jake loves his food, but mm-hmm. I... You know, we haven't seen him like this. This is weird. And don't get me wrong. I think it's comedy gold. I love... All the goofy Jake stuff in this episode, but it's like everything he does is so like it's like you're not helping at all, man. Right. <laughs> making everything worse. So Marceline hands the spoon to Finn when Jake suddenly belches, echoing through the cave and causing some structures to crumble. It's kind of like when he farted in that one episode. And yeah. He's like, I was funny. Um, so Jake says that he feels better now and is hungry again. So he wants to go home. Finn states that they must give the spoon to Princess Bubblegum first. Marceline begins to ask why Princess Bubblegum wants the spoon. And Jake says that it is sometimes better to not know, and Marceline agrees. Uh, Jake suddenly steps in quicksand and starts sinking. Jake tries to get out several times, but he keeps falling back in. Finn tells him to quit messing around, so he Jake then grabs the support beam on the platform Finn and Marcy are standing on, causing it to collapse. Wondering if the entire place is made of quicksand, Jake asks for help in pulling himself out of the quicksand. Finn and Marcy grab Jake and pull and end up tickling him in the process. So Jake suggests he should try something else and turns his body into a large corkscrew yeah. drill. So Jake starts drilling his body out and the city begins to rumble uh, and a large pillar of sand collapses, causing an avalanche of sand. So Jake manages to free himself from the quicksand and Marceline grabs them before the sand avalanche hits them. And Jake's like, oh, my toes are free. He's like wiggling his toes. <laughs> so Marceline says that Jake demolished half the city with Finn adding that uh, he also sealed their only exit. And Jake's like, yeah, our only exit. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so Jake apologizes and says that he will dig their way out of there, but Finn and Marceline state that he'll just bury them alive. Oh, he's like, we'll be buried alive. And she's like, undead. <laughs> On account of being a vampire. <laughs> being a what? A vampire. Oh, my goodness. Finn pulls out his hollow pendant and calls PB for help, but their signals gets cut. Marceline asks if they have any more bright ideas, and Jake states, snacks, which he simply suggests because he is hungry. Marcy says she's hungry, too, and tells Finn to bust out the snacks. As Jake grabs a cookie to eat, Marcy asks where her red erasers are, and Jake suddenly realizes that that's what he ate uh, a while ago were the erasers. (laughs) I have to defend Finn here. Because she's like, any more bright ideas? You know, that was a bright idea. The pendo, the hollow pendant is a bright idea. Yeah, yeah. Marcy. Marcy, that is your real name. <laughs> so Marcy becomes enraged, but Finn tries to calm her down and uh, says that he's going to search for something right in the cave while they save their energy. So Finn tells Jake to be cool as he leaves. And uh, Jake asks Marceline how hungry she is. And she's like, I'm pretty much going to go feral soon. And he's like, please don't eat my blood. So Marceline tells Jake that she does not want to hurt him. But uh, let's know she goes a little crazy when she gets hungry. So Jake simply whimpers in response. So I have to say, the way that the artistry of Marcy, like they've made her look so creepy in this yeah, she, episode. She gets pretty freaky deaky. Yeah. I, if I saw that as a child, I'd probably be really scared. Yeah, I could I could see that for some kids. Like it, Yeah. Like at first, like her face is kind of like weird and blobby and batty. And by the end, she looks like. I don't know how to describe it, but like lanky and like Gollum. Just creepy. Yeah. Gollum from like those 1980. Like the 80s Hobbit cartoon. Yes. Oh, yeah. The scariest Gollum. Yes. So but Marceline. Just... Go ahead. You. That's it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, 80s Gollum. Or 70s Gollum was creepy. Mm-hmm. And in the movies you have that ah, kind of Gollum. I remember seeing those when I was a kid and being freaked out by it. His voice was so scary back then. Like, ah, like very like. Ah. Breathy. I don't know. It, it just sounds like a, I'm, sounds like I'm doing Patty and Selma. From yeah, the it does. Ah, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> Pookie is right next to you. All right. So Marcy suggests that they tie her up. Not that it would stop her from draining his blood, but so that he would not be scared. Mm-hmm. Finn is walking beside some streams of lava, saying that even Marceline's face would melt off if she tried to eat the lava. The scene cuts back to Marcy and Jake, and Marceline, Marceline is all tied up and getting worse and tells Jake to get her a bucket of lava. <laughs> Jake denies her request and whispers, why did you leave me here, dude? Yeah. So Finn finds a blocked entrance with some red light sh- uh, shining behind it. So he kicks the sand wall and it collapses, discovering that the people in the cave were, are not actually sand people, but people turned into sand by a red light. So sad. Yeah. I, I like all this stuff with Finn in this one. There's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, mystery and intrigue happening here. It yeah. makes me want to know like the story behind all this. So he passes by the corpse aiming the light and crawls into a hole. Switching back to Marceline and Jake, she starts to threaten Jake, saying that uh, she can smell his insides. So Jake screams and the scene goes back to Finn. Finn is still crawling in the hole. At the end of the hole, he finds a turtle-like creature shining the red light in a gem. The creature asks if it is Paris, but Finn tells him that Paris has been dead for like 500 years. (laughs) Finn asks what they're doing, and the creature explains that they are playing to reanimate the sand people to conquer its homeland at the center of the earth. Finn then asks if he can have the ruby, but the creature says it's an emerald. Insisting that it's a ruby... Finn says that he would like to take it. Yeah, it's a ruby. And it's like, I don't have to tell you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the creature gives it to him and walks into the shadows as Finn attempts to move the gem. So Jake has now covered Marceline up to her neck with sand. And Marceline says that she cannot control herself much longer and apologizes before laughing evilly. 
So Jake quickly tries to think of a plan, but is too hungry to do so. He then realizes that he could cook and eat Marceline before she eats him. And after surrounding Marceline with lava, Jake spots Finn arriving with the Jake immediately, like... He go crazy. He has no reason to, like, start eating Marceline. That's like, what I'm saying. They haven't been down there that long. No. He's being hysterical. He is being hysterical. Jake says it's not a ruby, but that's an emerald. But Finn denies it. Jake tells Finn that he may be a little colorblind if the gem is shown in, to be indeed an emerald. We saw it as red the entire time until Jake's like, bro, you're colorblind. I'm sorry. And, and then like, we see that it's actually green. Yeah. It, it is such a funny reveal. Finn suddenly notices that Marcy is gone, making Jake panic and attempt to run with Finn. But Marcy is overhead, ready to attack. Suddenly, a giant worm bursts through the ceiling and Princess Bubblegum arrives, controlling the worm inside its mouth through tubes attached to her head. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. So Jake tries to warn her that Marceline's gone rabid, but Marcy grabs PB and bites and sucks all of her pink bubblegum blood uh, because pink has shades of red in it. Yes. Marceline returns to normal and thanks PB, saying that should hold her over till they get home. Finn asks P if PB's okay, who's like really withered. Yeah. Like really sad looking. She's like, yes. <laughs> um, so she asks for the spoon of prosperity, puts it on her nose, and she turns back to normal. And she's like, ah, this is, um, I'm going to be able to feed people for generations, basically, <laughs> with this thing. So the worm then leaps upward as the city is filled with lava and the episode ends. Did you guys, okay, so when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys ever did that, we would play, we would play who could hold the spoon on your nose the longest. Mm -hmm. We did that all the time when I was a kid. Yes, we did play that when I was a kid. I, I've never been able to keep a spoon on my nose. No? No. Oh, we should I don't know why. That. That's awesome. But yeah, no, I just made me remember that because, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Brings me back. Okay, so lots of thoughts. Yes. First off. Jake burping. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I totally get that. Second of all, is Marcy like Oz from Buffy? A little bit, yeah. She's she's the friend until uh, the chips are down and then goes full feral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you've never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they have a friend in it who's a werewolf. Who gets it from being bit by his nephew who was an infant. Yeah. That's yep. so funny. He's like, oh, well, how long has that been going on? <laughs> yeah, it was, I, what a great character. He's so good. Played by the one and only Seth Green. Yeah, and he's great in that show. He is. I like him. So there's something about this episode reminds me. Remember the episode um, where PB is possessed by the Lich, but yes. only Jake is in the room when freaky stuff is happening? Yes, yeah. This reminds me of that with like oh, him and Marceline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only one seeing Marceline go full feral. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. There's funny stuff like Finn talking to himself when he's trying to pull the emerald out. He farts. He farts. Like, it's just, it's just so funny. Yep. A well-timed fart. Yeah. It's always funny. Where's the snail, Maddie? The snail is next to a rock when uh, Finn's going to leave to find something red in the cave. I didn't miss, I didn't see that one. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's like, well, it's pretty hidden. Yeah. 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 And it's brown. Like, the whole thing's brown. And so the snail is mostly brown. I could see how, yeah, it, you know, it's really easy to miss. Eyes really drawn to Finn in this scene. Yeah. The screen capture we have of him right here looks really weird. <laughs> the way he's turning, it's yeah, like... Yeah, it is. It it's, it's like his whole torso is like actually facing the wrong way. He has like like a front butt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 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 <laughs> Snail watch. 2023. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Matt, give me your favorite line. My favorite line is, that's how I feel, like a dying parsley. 
That's Jake talking about how hungry he is at the beginning. A dying parsley. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what's your favorite line? Sand word up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, PB. Yep. Nice. Yep. When she's directing, when they like had the sandworm go up. Also kind of reminds me of, what's that show you like? Tremors? Tremors. Yeah. 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 It's sandworms. I love tremors. Yeah. You want to give me an impression of a character? I'm not going to do it good. Is it Jake? Yes. I love you doing it, brother. <laughs> I'm operating on the lowest survival brain function right now. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, you know, that might have actually been your best Jake. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can totally relate. I have been so burnt out from work that it's been, the struggle has been real. Yeah. And uh, feeling uh, feeling like I could relate to that line. Totally. So. Yeah, yeah. We've both had some. We've had some like mentally exhausting weeks this week. Oh, yeah. If you hear that sound in the background, Simon is ripping apart a package. Simon, so do you have comments? That's his contribution. I think he's saying this episode is ripping apart my emotional sanity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your impression? Uh, my impression is cool, which is Finn. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Be cool. So this episode, so last episode I said I like the Jake stuff more than the Finn stuff. Yeah. In this episode, I like the Finn stuff more than the Jake stuff. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Finn stuff. I thought it was really clever. This is a fun episode. Yeah. But I think the um, Marcy and Jake stuff gets a little repetitive. Yeah. With like the yeah. going back and forth, uh, hungry, ah, hungry, ah. Um, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. Yeah. I found the, the Finn stuff to be really engaging in this one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing I like about it, I love any, like, the dungeon stuff that Finn does because it's often so creative in a way that we don't see in other aspects. And so, like, this is, again, just, like, him going on a little mini adventure in a dungeon yeah. to save his friends. And, and it is his cool. element, and it's, it makes him fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. That's fine. We're good. Uh, Matt, yeah. got some trivia. It's trivia time. So it is revealed in this episode that Finn has a mild case of colorblindness <laughs> since he is described seeing emerald that is a grayish red shade. Mm. His colorblindness is probably limited to darker shades of green, as you can tell from the fact that neither Jake or Finn knew about his condition despite knowing emerald prints and basically living in the grass. Mm, yeah, I'm wondering. I was like, I wonder oh. how this tracks with past episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the colorblindness reveal, my favorite moment of the episode. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's like, because the whole episode, we're seeing red when yeah. Finn's seeing red. And then all of a sudden it's green. You're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because aren't dogs supposed to be kind of colorblind? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, the show and its science or lack of <laughs> zero stars. I'm joking. So Princess Bubblegum refers to the Candy Kingdom as an eternal empire. Yes, she does. Interesting. I, I, I found that interesting wording when she said it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In this episode, Jake can be seen with toes on his feet as opposed to him not having any toes on his feet since the animators typically don't draw on them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he could transfer. He probably made toast for himself. <laughs> so uh, the hollow pendant necklace Finn used in the other tarts and the Great Birdman returns. You know, I love both of those episodes. You know, what's really funny is when I read the Great Birdman, I immediately thought of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Birdman. I'm bird person. Bird person. So, I am bird person. I am bird person. <laughs> Jake's fear of Marceline from Evicted and Henchmen returns once again. Yep. So in the episode, What Was Missing, Marceline mentions wanting to drink the red from Princess Bubblegum's face. 
suggesting that pink is considered red enough for her to consume. This episode proves that she was willing, willing, and able to do that. <laughs> I just read that wrong, so I just changed the end of the sentence, so we're going to stick with it. In the comic short, Laundra Marceline, it is Jake who is colorblind and not Finn. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. We have hmm. a cultural hmm. reference. Give me the cultural reference song. Cultural references. There we go. So in the underground, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> so in the underground sand city, one can see the emblem for the Triforce and the Medallion of Spirit uh, from the popular Legend of Zelda series. Oh my gosh! Speaking of which, I'm playing Tears of the Fallen Kingdom, and I absolutely love it. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the oh, Fallen why, Kingdom. Why can't we remember the name of this game? Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the game store was like, don't call it that. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you had a prediction for this episode. Yeah. Which is called Red Starved. And, uh, yeah. And that prediction was... Well, everybody loves the sound of mouse clicking. Yes, Magic Man makes his return, this time targeting Marceline in vengeance that she helped Jake with his perfect sandwich. He curses her so that everything is turned red, so that everything red turns into a different color. This weakens Marcy until she can't take it no more and elicits <laughs> the team to find a solution. All right, so there is a team trying to find a solution. So you got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. You got a 28, so you got an A. There's going to be some creative editing in this one. (laughs) You got an A. Good job, honey. Oh, thanks. You know what? So before we went into this episode, Amy likes to write some of her predictions in advance. But I won't read them until the episode comes up. And I saw that she didn't have this one written down, so I was going to give it a a zero. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, Team team Dodo forever. But then, So I was hoping that... she didn't remember that she didn't write the rumor for this one, uh, write her prediction for this one. Yeah. So well, I was going to come in with Team No No as a win here, but she thwarted us again, guys. That's right. <laughs> well, team Rubik forever. <laughs> team No No. All right. Matt? Would you like to predict the next episode? I would. What is it? Name? What is the name? We fixed the truck. Okay. Ford, fix or repair daily. Jake and Fang get tired of having to walk everywhere, so they decide to fix a truck Soup it up to be the ultimate dungeon master's best friend or outside of Jake. Yeah, I like it. That's fun. You know what? Um, I think we've got some listeners who are very excited for that episode. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, it's a good one. And um, before we move on to listener feedback, uh, mm-hmm. any last thoughts about this episode? This episode was one that I've I've seen a few times now and uh, referring to uh, Bread Starved. I've always liked it. I think this time I didn't like it as much as I've liked it other times. It's just the, the repetitive nature of it where uh, it's just going back to fin- uh, back to Jake and Marceline and get mm-hmm. one getting more scared, one getting scarier. Yeah. Um, but I liked all the Finn stuff in this one a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd still say this is a really good one. I like it more than Box Prints, but not hmm. by a lot. So I like it less than Box Prints. Oh, um, I had a feeling you might. And I could watch Box Prints all day. I thought it was really cute. This episode, not my favorite. I don't yeah. think I'd watch it. I'd rate it lower on my... Likes not because I don't like Marceline fans because I really like her. I think she's great, mm-hmm. but this wasn't like a classic Marcy episode. It was no. a Finn and Jake with Marcy. Yeah, and you know, it, it, not every Marcy episode has to be like a classic or anything. A like Sunday sing along, but yeah, but it's still like as an episode in general. I agree with you, and I you know I don't take IMDb rating seriously. 
But, you know, 7.6, that's about where I'd be on it out of 10. Like, maybe mm. like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Well, Matt, we have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. All right. So we have Corbin B. One concise email. He's funny. <laughs> Hi, Matt and Amy. Your discussion on Dungeon Train and Love Games, two episodes I love, was awesome and great to hear. I loved all the jokes and things setting up for future storylines, like the Hall of Egress. I think I've said it before. That's my all-time favorite episode of AT. Nice. Thanks for writing my emails, even if they're a little chaotic, LOL. I've been thinking about writing a script for a fan-made episode of Adventure Time and would love you guys to discuss it when it's done. Heck yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well, and I'm glad you're back to doing episodes. That's all for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for writing in again. And you know what? Um, if you do send us that uh, the script for the Adventure Time episode, maybe we could do like a special episode where we read the script as the characters. Oh, that would be so funny. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. That'd be so fun. Yep. It'd be such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so the next email is titled, We Fixed a Truck by Stephen I. And they say, Dear Matt and Amy, Adventure Time was a huge part of our lives during the pandemic as our family screen time. Our boys, 8 and 12 years old, uh, love to relive old episodes through your podcast, which Aww. we discovered while stuck in traffic in 2022. So We Fixed a Truck was one of our favorite episodes along with James Baxter, Card Wars yes. Dentist, and Hall of Egress. When my family got me a uh, 124th scale RC truck for my birthday, I knew I had to, to hot Daniel it up. <laughs> hot Daniel. So Weird Al slash Banana Man was underutilized. We loved his engine mechanic ex- explanations. Uh, enough for us to nod along in agreement, but not so much that we'd lose interest. So our fi- our favorite lines. I fixed it. Are we best friends yet? Hot Daniel is dead. <laughs> so best of luck podcasting. Uh, the rest of the series, Steve. Oh, thank you so much, Steve. And also, if uh, I'm going to scroll down, and we got pictures of this truck. That is so cool. With, like, uh, Finn, Jake, and Banana Man in the truck. Like, they... I don't know. How how do you do this? They put it in there, in the truck. That's so cool. I love it. And they had BMO sitting on Finn's lap. I didn't even see BMO. That's awesome. You're, you're so observant. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for this email. It is so great. We can't wait to watch that episode. We heard it's wonderful. So, yeah, that's great. And I'm also glad that your kiddos are enjoying Adventure Time, that your family loves the pod. Um, we're we're a big fan of, of our fans. So thank you for being Absolutely. on this road with us. Yeah, you're amazing. And say hi to your family for us. Or if your family's listening, hello. It's so cute. Look at this side view. Oh, with the banana man? We gotta put this on our Twitter, honey. Is it the side view with banana man or the one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then look at the other one. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I can't even. (laughs) I can't even. Also, I love banana man. He's the best. All right. So the next email is titled Rubric Compliance by (laughs) David D. Which we just got this email today. Um, And I haven't actually read it. I just put it into the show notes so we could read it on the air. And David says, Dear Doctor's Glob. I'm glad to see you folks back in the swing of things and that your move went reasonably well. Like you, Matt, I struggle with ADHD and uh, definitely forgot your cast exists, <laughs> but my app has a notification to let me know when you've dropped a new one. It's always great to remember you two exist. It's a compliment, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> we exist, Matt. We exist. Air high five. Well, as soon as like, he forgets about it as we start fading out of existence. <laughs> like, uh, like that picture on uh, 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 Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel myself disappearing. <laughs> He's like, his hand is like... <laughs> Sorry, go Remember ahead. Remember David. <laughs> so, 
So he says, uh, Amy, I have to assume that you're excited about your private practice if you're getting a logo commissioned, but I urge you to put some thought into this. I'm sure you're great, but one woman does not, but one woman does not a roller derby. Derby team make. <laughs> oh, sorry. I read, I read that word. I'm There's sure no great, private. But, <laughs> but one woman does not a roller derby team make. That's a great one. There is no That's private so in team. You're a professional roller derbist, right? Pretty sure you are. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Matt, if you're being forced to do a rubric, then grade it in the worst lemon grabbiest way possible. <gasps> a equals mm, unacceptable. <laughs> B is unacceptable. C, 1,000 years dungeon. And D to F, scream until the skin peels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see how long the tyranny of the scholastic elites hold up to face skin peeling. Not long, I bet. I hope your innies are okay. <laughs> Maybe look into some some sort of protective gear, Dave. I loved all of that. That was all That's amazing. So great. <laughs> like so great. Day. That was hilarious. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, you know what? We're gonna have a a special guest rubric next week working for this one, I think. Oh. Uh, or maybe we'll do both rubrics. Team No No. <laughs> thank you, Dave. That, that was, was awesome. So good. So we got some Spotify Q&A. Oh, yes, we did. Um, oh, yes, we did. Since one of these episodes we covered last time was Dungeon Train, Matt asked, do you love dungeon crawler games or do you think they're the pits? These responses are the best. These responses are great. Uh, Sketch Warrior Cat says, I'm rewatching these episodes that you do so I can see our opinions. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm joking. I, I love Sketch Warrior Cat. I love hearing from this person. Foodie says, I don't know. I don't think I've played one. See <laughs> Court right? See Court right. I play Hollow Knight exclusively, so not really. However, the game has elements that could be considered crawler esque. Yes. Very cool. P.S. You should play Hollow Knight. And, you know, I've looked into Hollow Knight since reading this, and it does totally look like my kind of game. I love a good dungeon crawler. I I know I've said it before, but World of Warcraft, I loved mm. playing that game. Yeah. Like, it'd get frustrating sometimes, but I think that's why I like Legend of Zelda, this, these new ones, is because it's, it feels a lot like that without, like, actual dungeons. But, like, yeah. you get to, like, explore and farm and do all this stuff and make food and make things. Obviously, to a greater scale in World of Warcraft than Legend of Zelda, Definitely. but... You know, it's just fun. I, I think like it takes it. me a bit to get into a dungeon crawler game, but once I have, I get a little obsessed. It's just been a long time since I've played one now. Yeah. You know, putting that question up, I was like, do we, do most people even know what a dungeon crawler means? And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like well, video games have changed like, so much, like, lately, right? Like, yeah. it's just different. And yeah. It's yeah. Just neat. It's, it's a style of gaming that's a little more of the past, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? We did it. We got through another episode oh, of yeah. Oh My Glob and Adventure Time Podcast. We did it. So our listeners can find us um, on the socials at Oh My Glob Podcast on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. You can email us, oh my glob podcast at gmail.com or. These two cats look so bored out of their minds right know, now. Man. It's great. Hope or. <laughs> you can, sorry. Nope, you. You can leave us a voicemail at 216 260 Glob or 216 260 4562. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Let's do it again. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. (laughs) And I'm Amy. (laughs) I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, my gosh.